Talk. I'm your host, Brad Whitchurch. We are coming to you live from the Seal Shield Studios in beautiful and hot downtown Orlando, Florida. Very excited to have my guest with us today. Joe Elliott is with Highmark Health. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Brad, for having me. Much appreciated. Well, uh, really excited to get into it with you here. And I know many of our audience members are probably wondering, I have to ask you right out of the gate, what's it like being a rock star? Ah, uh, yeah, you know, uh, my Def Leppard days are over for right now. <laughs> That's right. So uh, rock and roll fans will know that Joe Elliott is the lead singer of Def Leppard, the rock and roll band, but no relation? No, not at all. <laughs> well, tell us about what you actually do in your role at Highmark Health and why you're on Clean Talk today, Joe. So... I um, I work, again, for Highmark Health. We're rebranding to um, Engine, which is the IT arm of uh, the insurance side of Highmark. And then we also have the uh, provider arm, which is our AHN network. And then the reason that we're here is because on the provider arm, we're using, uh, not only do we use the Seal Shield keyboards, mice, that the type of those peripherals, but we also are using the Electroclave. And so that's really the big thing for me is uh, my team handles the Electroclave when it comes to all of our cell phones, tablets, things like that. Fantastic. Well, I can't wait to unpack all that. We'll get into the electric wave and the workflows that you're using at Highmark Health. But maybe you can tell us a little bit more about your background and um, you know what it is that got you involved with Highmark. So I came to Highmark um, right out of college. Uh, it was an you know like an intern type program. Ended up staying. Really enjoyed it. Uh, I started out as just an analyst working in the VDI space. Kind of grew my way up, um, architect, etc., and then um, now I'm the manager over all of end user computing. Well, fantastic! And so that's kind of rare in these days to have that type of longevity. How long have you been at Highmark? So I've been there for ten years. Wow, that's fantastic! And tell us a little bit more about you. Know, you gave us the introduction to Highmark, but maybe tell us a little bit more about Highmark services and uh, what your core competencies are. Yeah, so we are um, Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield. So we're based out of the Pittsburgh region, Western PA. We have an arm in Western Virginia. We have an arm in uh, New York, which is our uh, Health Now affiliation. So it's now Highmark Health New York. And then um, we also have some Central Pennsylvania area um, ties there. And that is all for our insurance area. On the clinical side, we own AHN, uh, which is Allegheny Health Network. That's um, our hospital system. I believe it's, uh, I think we're up to eight hospitals now, uh, multiple cancer centers, uh, and about 600 ancillary offices. One of the largest health care systems in the in country, the, right? It, it, well, I don't know about the country, but definitely it's the largest in the Pittsburgh area, okay. for sure. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, I know we wanted to talk a little bit about the engine branding. What's that all about? So um, we, it's it's actually pretty unique, um, Brad. So what, what Highmark noticed is that IT um, isn't just a commodity anymore and like, oh, we need it, but like, it's like having the lights, right? You take it for granted. They recognize that IT is what's helping grow the business. So rebranding into this engine is actually taking us out um, for profit, right? Like, hey, we need IT to grow our services. So that's the idea is IT is really now a full-on service. 
And of course, IT is so critical to improving uh, patient and practitioner outcomes. And now with uh, EHR systems, integrating all that data and being able to make decisions on it is now an opportunity that just really wasn't around a few years ago. It's become a critical part of the healthcare practice. I mean, look at everything you do now um, in any of these spaces. They're all driven by technology. Right. I mean, we need to be more mobile. The doctors need to have more, more uh, technology at their fingertips and, again, be able to do more. So, yeah, I mean, technology is the driver for all of this. Well, and you talked about being more mobile. Uh, we've certainly seen a huge trend uh, towards telemedicine recently. The telemedicine uh, has been around for a while, but as a result of COVID, uh, we've seen more adoption of telemedicine. What other kind of things have you seen as a result of COVID, either changes in the industry or changes within your own organization? So, I mean, COVID obviously, I think, revolutionized uh, the telemedicine market, right? Uh, a lot of the hospital systems were averaging, you know, a few hundred visits in an hour, right? Now they're averaging a few thousand visits in an hour. So we've seen that grow exponentially. I think one of the biggest things that we've seen come out of COVID is the need to be more mobile, right? We're seeing people ditching laptops, desktops, tablets are being, you know, forefront of everything. So I think you're going to see that, you know, this is bringing a new wave of how we do business. And that's really leading us into the topic that I want to dive into Mobility in healthcare, a lot of the uh, major EHR systems are mobile centric, right? So mm -hmm. they're using, as you mentioned, tablets or smartphones. But now, and it's been suggested by some, that the smartphone is the most dangerous device in healthcare Correct. because it's going to areas of the facility that weren't necessarily ever accessed by a single piece of equipment before. There's cross-contamination risk. Mm -hmm. So we're, we are introducing technology to improve patient and practitioner outcomes, make us more efficient but it can come with some challenges, right? Definitely. I mean, think about you with your phone, right? I mean, people take them everywhere. They go to the bathroom with you. They go to anywhere that you are, right? So that's what's happening. iPads, all of that. That is now just, it's, I mean, you see kids with them all over the place, right? And again, you come out of your car, you touch a bunch of stuff, you walk into your hospital to go visit a loved one, right? There, you don't know where this person was. Cross-contamination is just going to be insane. Um, again, that's part of this culture of mobility, right? We just want to be more mobile. Well, one of the great um, applications, I guess, I've heard is that highly immune compromised patients who weren't able to visit with their loved ones in the past now can have some communication with a tablet device yep. without risking infection, assuming that tablet isn't a cross-contamination uh, for a, path, for a uh, pathogen path, right? And Correct. so how do you address the need for infection control that has come about as a result of the implementation of new technology? Um, can you talk about what you guys are doing to protect your mobile devices and the practitioners and patients that are utilizing those? Yeah. So, I mean, what we do right now is, you know, we have um, shared uh, cell phones. It's very common in the um, health industry, right? Nurses uh, will, you know, badge in for a shift. They'll have to get a phone. That phone is checked out. They take it with them for their entire shift, eight, 12, 16 hours, right? And um, when they 
check the phone back in, right? Previously, they were using some type of sandy wipes that you're not supposed to use on cell phones, but you have to do that or else there'll be contamination, right? And that just brings in its own challenges. So for us, what we're doing is we've hooked the electroclave, right? So I, I know you don't know what that is, right? You don't know anything about it. <laughs> Maybe our audience, audience needs a refresher on what the electroclave is. So the electroclave, right, is... Um, a, a tower that has UV lights, right? And inside of there, you, you place your device. You can use it for masks. We've used it for other things than just cell phones, right? So you can put it in and then within about 90 seconds or so, right? It is, um, you know, I think it's down to a six, um, six, log. six log, you know, reduction. So again, for us, what we've done is take... Uh, a lot of hospital systems were using docs, like a datamation type doc or something like that. We're now replacing it and using the electroclave as your storage unit. So we're putting the phone in, the tablet in, whatever it might be, replacing that inside the electroclave. Once you put that in there, right, it's there's a charging port, we'll charge the device. And then when the user uh, uh, needs to check the device out, right, they'll badge in, it'll show them what device to take, and they take it. All of this, right, can be done while it's being sterilized. So for us, it's kind of a win-win. Real estate in the health space is, you know, hard to come by. So we're looking at ways to, you know, put in things that will enable the customer, whether it's, you know, our patients, our nurses, to be able to do what they need to get done and have benefits, right? So this is, you know, a multifaceted approach. We're getting sanitization out of it. Um, there's, you know, uh, tracking, big thing, you know, FDA requires massive amounts of tracking. How often is it being done? That's what the advantage with the electroclave, tying that with the MDM solution, it's just a win-win. Well, uh, I love that workflow and I love that you're having fantastic results. And you talked about that in your facility, you're using shared devices. Yep. Um, you know, that's very common in healthcare, but yep. some healthcare facilities are using a bring your own device uh, type of workflow. And even in that situation, even though it's your device, you want to make sure you're not bringing pathogens into the workplace or yep. taking pathogens home with you. But how critical is it if you're using a shared device in what's potentially an infectious environment that you have that confidence that you know this device that is not under your personal control all the time has been adequately sanitized and you know that because of the tracking system that that the electroclave is using i mean it's it, you you need to know right like because when you take a device out of a, a cabinet, you don't know who the last person that had it, right? Even your own cell phone, sometimes you don't know where you've lost your phone before, right? There, that's why there's apps for losing your phone, right? So again, there's big reasons why you need to track this stuff. It's paramount to understand that the device is clean, sanitized. One of the things that you know we're gonna start exploring is breaking the our, our workflow out into the the patient area right so um especially think of you know um you, you brought it up earlier where you know immunocompromised folks like cancer patients and stuff like that right if you're coming into a facility right 
I don't know what they touched beforehand, all the knobs and stuff like that, that they then held their phone. So one of the things we're looking at is, you know, can we place one of these before they even come back into the area where they're going to get, you know, their chemo or something? Can we put this there and have them sanitize their own device, right? I mean, there's no, they're not going to hook it into anything. There's no, you know, we're not looking at your phone, but hey, you can clean it. And then that's just one more level of sanitization that we can give to our patients to hopefully help them understand, Hey, this could be, you know, a big risk if you don't do things like that. That's right. And, uh, implementations workflows for guests and visitors as well. So exactly. Make sure you have a, a clean device and that you've washed Correct. it just like washing your hands before you go in. Yeah. I mean, if you think about what COVID brought on, right. I mean, hospital systems, ours, I'm sure all over the U S started limiting the amount of visitors that you could have. Right. So visitors, um, was limited to one or two. Uh, when you did come in, uh, you had to wash hands, wipe everything down. Some places even had you took out everything in your pockets. They wanted, you know, keys and all that left in a separate area. Right. But people never really thought about the phone. I mean, most people brought the phone in they FaceTime with a loved one. That's great. But that phone could have like a thousand different things. And that's a carrier of all these pathogens that no one's really kind of thinking about, right? Absolutely. So, so let's back it up a little bit. We've implemented uh, mobile devices in healthcare to yep. improve efficiency, to improve patient and practitioner outcome. With that comes some challenges. How do you clean these device, devices to make sure they're safe? You mentioned the Santa wipes can be a problem because they can actually etch out those screens over Correct. time, right? Yep. And it makes the phone less useful. Um, as you may know, Seal Shield has a UV resistant screen protector product yep. that we can put on those uh, phones so that you can wipe them without damaging them. And then it also protects from uh, UV radiation. You talked about using UV disinfection with the electroclave yep. uh, to with UV sanitization to, to make sure that those devices are not only tracked, but that they're clean when they're being used. Uh, by a, a new person because they're shared devices. Um, and then the importance of the tracking piece, right? Yep. So it's, you can clean it, but unless you know it's clean and unless you can prove it in an audit, right, it didn't happen. Exactly. Right. Yep. So that's kind of the workflow, the, the cause and effect of what's been happening and, and what you guys are doing at Highmark, at least in terms of the mobile devices. Right? Correct. Yep. Right. Yeah. And I think the key thing, right, is, um, the, the tracking piece, right? So I, I think people take for granted a lot of those things, but the proof is really, you know, to what, to what you just said, if you can't prove it, it didn't happen, right? And I think we see that even like Sani wipes, there's no proof, right? It, it really, no tracking, there's yeah. no track. We don't know, right? Other than when the can's empty, that's about the only way, right? So I think that's a real big thing, to, you know, for folks to understand. Well, and some of our audience members maybe don't understand how the tracking on the electroclave works, but each device, so each cell phone mm -hmm. in your system has an RFID tag on it, right? So no, actually, tag, no, no. So actually what we're doing is it uses our MDM, right? So it's tied in and it knows it's mobile device to, management. Yeah, mobile device management. Um, it will talk to the electroclave. So it knows like this device with this MAC address was, you know, sanitized at this time. 
So there's, you know, full logs, you know, we keep them for, I think, three years. So again, those are the key things. And, um, you know, and then the, the, the other piece is the badging, right? So the user badges in. So we even know what user badged in and got a clean device. Right. So the and, and it incorporates with your existing badging system. Correct. Right? So, yeah. so everyone has their ID badge. Yep. It, it's got an RFID antenna, right? They tap and, and then they're logged in. And so you can keep track of, you know, exactly who had a certain device. And, yep. and if, you know, God forbid, it turns out that you identify an issue that is tracked to a device, then now you have the ability to backtrack and figure out who potentially has been exposed. Correct. And uh, you can take a, a action against that. Right? Correct. Yeah. So again, it, there's nothing, you know, new that we had to bring in. We didn't have to reinvent the wheel here. It's a very common practice to have a badge with, you know, readers already throughout the um, health system. So you just hook that into the electric lane, just adds on. So it works right into your workflow. Easily. Yep. It. What other kind of things, if any, have you seen either as a result of COVID or as a, a, as a result of additional focus on HAIs, um, hospital-acquired infections? Do you see any other kind of innovations that you've either implemented or that you're looking at that maybe help address this issue? So I think what we're going to be seeing more of is, again, uh, I think COVID brought a renewed interest in sanitization that maybe was in the the back of people's minds or maybe not in minds at all. Um, so I think some of the things we're going to be seeing, again, is um, stricter standards around peripheral devices, right? So keyboards, mice. And then I think what we're also seeing is, um, you know, with scanners, portable devices, screen protectors, those types of things, because not only does it break down the screen, but it'll break down the plastic. It removes, um, you know, the lettering on the keyboard for those, and then they become useless, right? So what we're seeing is a renewed interest in how can we keep these devices clean and, um, you know, not uh, hinder the life cycle of the device. Instead of getting four years, we're only going to get one because we have to pour bleach on it every day. Right, right. And actually, a lot of people uh, aren't aware, Joe, you, you probably know that UV light can also be very damaging to yep. devices. And as you're probably aware, because I know you've done your due diligence, the Electroclave uses a very narrow bandwidth of UV light, which is just the efficacious range. Uh, because we're using UVC LEDs as opposed to the standard UV generating mercury bulbs that are in most devices. The benefit is that there's no material degradation. So if you use a broad spectrum UV source, um, you're getting pathogen um, uh, sanitization, but at the cost of material degradation, meaning the plastics, as you mentioned, are starting to break down. And what we see under an electron microscope is that it actually creates these micro fissures that you might not see initially with the naked eye, but it's a harbor for bacteria and they can get in there. And so you're, you've implemented UV light because you want to help uh, address this, uh, the problem of sanitization. And you may not be aware that over time you're making the problem worse because it's a broad spectrum solution, unlike the electroclave, uh, which gives you 360 degree uh, sanitization with no material degradation. Was that a factor in your 
in your uh, decision? It was. I mean, think about it, right? We're here in sunny Florida, right? There's probably some UV light, I would (laughs) think, maybe around here. Um, Think of all the plastics that are out there, right? And, uh, you know, you put a plastic bucket out for the kids in the pool, right? And one year later, the bucket's brittle and it falls apart, right? So it's the same thing, right, that happens with electronic devices. Um, Most folks don't realize, but like, you know, cell phones, case, all those are plastic, right? So um, for us, we wanted to implement something that wouldn't compromise the life cycle because um, as we all know, right, these devices are pretty expensive, thousand plus dollars a device. There's scanners that we have that are in the $10,000 range. We can't be replacing those every couple months because of it. So yeah, it is a big deal. And that's something that, you know, I encourage folks to make sure they fully understand what they're doing because yeah, there are problems when you just go out and buy a regular UV light. Absolutely. And uh, that's, that's a great explanation of that. And you mentioned the cost of these devices, and that comes back to the value of tracking as well. Right? Mm-hmm. So you have some visibility on uh, who had that device last. If it doesn't, doesn't get turned in, you know where to go. And so uh, these devices may be getting damaged by uh, the infection control protocols, whether they're yep. wipes or UV. And unless you have some sort of tracking uh, of the inventory, there's a lot of product that walks off the campus, right? So you're yep. getting, you're protecting the cost on an asset basis, as well as on the infection control side, right? Exactly. So I think that's another thing, right? So some folks could even use the electroclave just for asset management, right? Yeah. I mean, there's some advantages of um, these workflows. Uh, so for us, yeah, I mean, it, it kills two birds with one stone. We know Susie Nurse has you know, this phone, we know she put it back into the electroclave. We know the next person that came in was Johnny. So if there's four phones missing, we probably know it was Johnny, right? So yeah, there's definitely some advantages to these types of workflows. Fantastic. Well, what other kind of things are you guys doing at Highmark these days? I know that we've, uh, uh, done some trade shows together. What's yep. coming up uh, for you guys? So for us, I think um, we'll be, uh, I think Vive is what it's called now, right? Vive, yeah. And then... Um, Chime, Vive. Chime, Vive, yep. And then uh, possibly Hymns uh, will b- probably be the next thing for us, yeah. So coming up in the springtime. Right? Yeah, That's, yeah. Uh, the, yep. the show tour uh, in spring. The March-April time frame. Yeah, right. the road show. Yeah, Fantastic, fantastic. What other stuff are you guys working on that is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience today? I, again, I mean, I think for us, right, we're, we're seeing a huge influx in that mobile space. Uh, our, our mobile um, demand has uh, grown exponentially. We're seeing a lot of new use cases for, um, you know, different apps on the phones, right? Uh, a lot of the different patient trackers and stuff. So I think, again, mobility is going to be a huge thing in the future. I think we're going to see folks just migrating away from traditional methods and working more on the phone and the tablet. I'm going to put you on the spot because I know you're a technology guy and we love technology on this show. What's the coolest thing you've seen recently that uh, in the technology side of things? So I think the coolest thing, and we're actually going to be implementing them soon, is the um, Samsung Folds. 
So um, we're actually uh, going to start implementing those. So the foldable screen, I think, is pretty neat. Um, we're, we're, we have a couple use cases. We're going to start using that. Very for. nice. So that's the second coolest thing besides the electric claim. Correct. Right? Yeah, of right, course. Right, right. Yes, of course. Second coolest thing you've seen. <laughs> I've already, I, we've seen the electric claim for a few years. Right. So. That's right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, um, I guess I have to ask you in closing, Joe Elliott, what is Joe Elliott's favorite Def Leppard song? I, you know what? I, I I like it all because I my dad was in a band. Um, I've grown grown up listening to it, so I, I like it all. I'm, Amanda says, "Pour some sugar on me." <laughs> is the best song. Uh, any predictions for the future on the IT or healthcare side that you want to share with our audience? It's only going to be more demand. Like the, it's growing like crazy, and uh, I think we're in a very good space. Um, and well, I think we have some job security. Oh well, that's, <laughs> you got to enjoy that. Yeah, obviously, we know that the the shortage of workers in healthcare and yep. a lot of the struggle that is going on uh, for healthcare facilities and their workers. Yep. Yeah, it's brutal. I mean, nurses are hard to come by. I, I feel for these these places where we're at, we're struggling just like everyone else. So, yeah, I mean, what, what do you think the solution is? Is it do, do we have to? get more nurses in school? Is it a wage issue? Is it, what, what do we do to solve the problem? Yeah, I don't know. I think there's definitely a shortage for sure. I don't necessarily know that it's the wages as much as it just, we weren't ready for um, this type of event, right? This pandemic and then coming out of it, right? I think we have some folks that are burnt out. That's not helping. And then, um, you know, just need to get more people in the that career field. Yeah, we need to get more people in and continue to leverage these technology yep. solutions that will make those people more efficient. Exactly. Fantastic. Well, Joe, I really appreciate you being on the show. Appreciate you joining us here live today on Clean Talk. I've been your host, Brad Whitchurch, for my guest, Joe Elliott. Thanks for joining us and be sure to join us next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time for Clean Talk Live. Until then, remember to keep it clean. 